Welcome to the podcast, Art Life Stories, with myself, Sarah Story. I have spent over a decade working in art museums in order to enrich the lives of individuals and communities. I am currently the Executive Director of the Mississippi Arts Commission based in Jackson, Mississippi. Art Life Stories is a podcast that explores the careers, contributions, discoveries, and ideas across many creative disciplines. I talk with leaders in a variety of creative fields to explore the unique skills needed to succeed, the rhythms of balancing work and life, and practical advice for anyone that is interested in pursuing similar paths. I hope that listeners are inspired to connect to their own creativity and learn how to engage with a variety of art forms in order to broaden their perspective and enrich their lives. You can find out more at sarahstoryartlife.com and follow along on my Instagram, sarah underscore story underscore artlife. Thank you for tuning in. I hope you enjoy. Alrighty. So, <laughs> Chris and I are going to talk about a couple of absurd NFT. Whoa, I don't know about absurd. Come on. Very absurd NFT headlines lately because... A lot of people have been asking me questions, and uh, quite a few folks have actually gotten very frustrated with me about NFTs because it's just such a frustrating topic in the sense of it's a whole new way of thinking about the world and thinking about how humans and artists function in the world, so I get it. So we're going to try to break down three big headlines over the past week. And just try to make a little bit of sense of it. Some of my favorite people. Oh, you can't say that. <laughs> just some people in the world that are famous. Okay? Sounds good. <laughs> All right. So I'm going to read you one headline. All right. Hit me. I'm ready. Okay. I think I'm going to start with one that I, that I saw today. So Monday, January 31st. And so I was real... Yeah. All right. So... Here's the headline. NFTs of, quote unquote, The Kiss by Gustav Klimt, now available for Valentine's Day. So this was on my so I, I, daily news art, art email that I read every day. Have been for a w- way too long, 10 plus years. So I was very confused about this. So Klimt is a very famous artist. You all have seen the work. I mean, just very, very famous. So how is there an NFT available for Valentine's Day? So the article says, just in time for Valentine's Day, the most famous depiction of a pair of lovers will be offered for sale in a limited number of digital excerpts. Gustav Klimt's The Kiss, one of the world's most famous works of art and the centerpiece of the Bilvin... Dare's collection will be specially implemented as an NFT project. A high-resolution digital copy will be divided into 100 times 100 grid, resulting in 10,000 individual pieces that will be offered as non-fungible tokens, or NFTs for short. All right, Chris. 
I think you're just trying to team me up for a Valentine's Day. No, I never. That's exactly what this is. I, you want me to buy no. you a non-fungible no. token. I just want to understand what this is. Okay. Well, all right. So we talked about this a little bit with Skip, a.k.a. Luciano. Yes. I think you're supposed to do it the other way around. Um, so, I mean, this is how people are. This is actually kind of a unique thing. So instead of taking a piece of art, and just making a digital version of it, right? right? A new piece of art. Right, a new yeah. piece of art. Like, and this happens a lot in, in your industry, right? People mm -hmm. make a digital representation of a physical piece of art. Or a new piece of art through digital representation, just digitally. Yeah, right. and then you sell that work. Sure. Well, the, the NFT. imagine doing this and just cutting it into a thousand pieces but why? and selling individual pieces. But why would you take a, a piece that already exists and and that is famous. Super famous. So, like, why would you want to own one ten ten thousand? I think yeah, it's either a thousand or ten thousand. Ten thousand. If it's a hundred by hundred, that's ten thousand. So why would you want to? Yeah, one hundred times one hundred grit. So why would you want to own? Like, what would be the point? An investor, or like, just new society way of thinking of art. Why would you want to own one ten thousandth of a piece of art? Sort so of, in a digital format, because you're not it. owning the actual piece. No, of course not. But think yeah. of it as like, honestly, think of it like the gold. Okay, uh -huh. a lot of investors who want to own gold in their portfolio, if you have a lot of money, you can buy an entire bar of gold. Right. And, and most people, just looking at the average of the whole, don't have enough money to buy like even one bar. Sure. So they've actually created like smaller units of measurement for gold. So you can buy just little slivers, like an ounce of gold, and have that in your portfolio. So speaking strictly as an investor, uh -huh. it now means that if I wanted to, I could own one ten thousandth of this digital piece of art. So okay. think of it as democratizing art ownership. Okay. These are reasons why I think people would participate. Right. But I think there's other fun things, too, whenever you consider this new way of art collecting. Like, it's actually kind of opens it up as a game. Like, imagine, yeah. like, now you can collect mm -hmm. right. multiple numbers. Like, what if I, my, I own 100 of 10,000? Like, suddenly I'm the largest owner of the fractional ownership. Uh -huh. I just think it's, a, it's an interesting, very creative way for people to participate in owning a, a piece of work that, that was impossible before. Right. Yeah. I mean, that's what the article says. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> I, don't, I hey. still love it. <laughs> I, no, I, that's fine. Yeah. And by it the is way, what it is. I, I, don't, okay. I don't love it either. I know. I know. You know, but I think that's the thought process behind it. All right. Cool. All right. So if you are so inclined, you can purchase one ten thousandth of a Klimt piece for Valentine's Day. Well, maybe that you know, if you read the whole article and like you really dive into these things, when they think they're going to be oversubscribed, they they kind of assign it by random. They're trying to allow, oh, really? yeah, because like what they don't want to happen in this in particular, they don't want people to bid up the price on day one. They they literally want ten thousand people to be able to own a piece of this NFT through an NFT process, a piece of this digital work. Do they have a price on price. it? They do. I think in the article, oh, yeah. it's, in there. it's like a thousand. Sorry, 18, yeah. 50 euros each. Yeah, that's the target price. 
right. for that. You know, and then in the secondary market, this is the cool thing, is, you know, if you are one of the lucky few and it's kind of random. Of the 10,000? Well, their theory is that more than 10,000 people are going to want to buy. Okay. And then 10,000 of the people who want to buy will get the option. You know, it's kind of like tickets going on sale for a live music concert, and it's random. Right, right. And, and then, like, those okay. people can then turn around and resell it at a higher price if they wanted to. Right. Or just sit on it and watch the value. Because, yeah, because the end of the article says the NFTs can be resold via any commercially available NFT sales platforms. You're right. That's a, so it's a pure investment. Totally. Really. And, okay. and there's there's now more platforms coming online All right. every day. So yeah, think of it as an investment, democratizing an investment. Okay. All right. So uh, next piece of dis- <laughs> NFT discussion. Justin Bieber shows off new board ape yacht club NFT why did he pay $1.3 million for this particular ape? So this is on a site called Benzinga, but I saw it a couple of places, so or a lot, actually, just it's everywhere. All right, so this is a big piece of news. So musician Justin Bieber became one of the latest celebrities to purchase a Bored Ape Yacht Club, one of the most well-known and highest-valued NFT collections. Bieber showed off his board ape for the first time Monday, posting it on Instagram. So I thought that was really interesting and, um, well, maybe not interesting, just intriguing because we were talking with Skip about how people will show off their digital collections on digital platforms like Instagram. So explain. explain. Well, okay. So first of all, Bieber as a whole, uh, is doing it for a few different reasons. I think that he is purchasing this NFT because he believes that it will appreciate in value and he Uh will make money. But we also have to recognize that Bieber is his own thing, right? Right. And he's doing this for publicity. I mean, like, think about it. We're talking about Justin Bieber right now. Right, whether you like him, appreciate him, whatever. Look, I'm a Bieber fan. Hey, I'm not a Belieber Bieber, whatever. I don't know. Is it Belieber? I'm not really sure. Okay. I'm a little bit too old for that, but I, 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 I mean, I like his songs. So all I'm saying, I can't be mad. At all I'm saying is this is brilliant it. PR for him, but that's a short term. He's cashing in on a no pun intended on a little bit of a fad. Okay. I, I don't think like the the bored ape collection. There is no real inherent value. It's not like that art is great or anything like that. It is what the market is willing to pay. Right. Clearly right now the market is willing to pay approximately $1.3 million mm-hmm. or, you know, at the time that was 500 ETH. We probably need to break down like how that works. But, you know, that's what it was worth. And will it be worth more than that? Probably because of the adoption and the sensation of NFT. So he's mm-hmm. going to make some money on this deal because there's other celebrities that are going to do the same thing. Right. And then number two, he's getting us to talk about Justin Bieber. I, I think that's brilliant. Okay, so well, let's go back to what you just said. So in this article, it says why it's important. Bieber spent 500 Ethereum. Ethereum? Ethereum. Ethereum. Mm-hmm. I don't even know. Ethereum, which is a crypto. It is. ETH, it is. Uh, on Board Ape Yacht Club or around $1.3 million. So, so, So did he already have money in crypto that then he used to purchase 
board ape piece? Yes. So Ethereum is a type of cryptocurrency. Okay. It's like probably I would call it, it really not me, but like everyone would agree. Like you've got Bitcoin is the most widely known and understood, and then you've got Ethereum right behind it. Okay. So of cryptocurrency. Yeah, those yeah. are cryptocurrencies, right? So mm-hmm. think of it as dollars and euros, mm-hmm. right? That's an analogy. Like, mm-hmm. what if Bitcoin were dollars and, and euros were right. Ethereum? You know, maybe it might be the inverse might be a better example, but but it doesn't matter. They're just think of them as different currencies, right? For these make believe nations, and they have a currency. Right. And that means that Bieber already had five hundred coins, or as they would say in short, ETH. Uh huh. He had 500 coins of Ethereum. Right. And those are valued when you convert them into dollars, 500 Ethereum coins for $1.3 million. And right now. Today, well, when he did this, like Ethereum has lost value. It's lost quite a bit of value just in the last month. So today, for example, if he made that same transaction, it could have been $1.1 million. Okay. Right. So when did this article come out? Well, this was January thirty first. Oh, so today. All right. So this was today, and and um, uh, it could have this could have been a purchase like in the last couple of days. So so if he'd have done this sixty days ago, uh-huh. he would have had to have paid like one point five million dollars because the value of Ethereum has gone down versus the dollar in the last several months. So he got a deal. Kind of. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. He okay. bought it. I mean, of course, Maybe the auction. I, I, I look as an investment, okay. highly speculative investment. Right. This was a good deal for for Bieber. For Bieber. It's crazy to say okay. that, but it, today it was All because right. in three months he's going to be able to sell this thing for like two million dollars. No kidding. Okay. Well, don't quote me on that. Um, <laughs> this is not investment advice. I'm not investment advisor. <laughs> this is not the investment podcast. <laughs> As we say at the Arts Commission, this right. is not the math commission. This is not, this is not, uh, there's no legal advice being offered, no investment advice. All right, so my next article is from Artnet. And it says, okay, art industry news. Melania Trump's NFT sale came in 30% under its starting bid amid a massive crypto crash, plus other stories. So this was January 26th. So. So, for the background, it seems like Melania Trump, did she start her own NFT platform? No, she did not. She's creating her own NFTs. Oh, her own NFTs. So, Mm -hmm. she started that in December, and I think, and then, um, so she started, so this, this subheading says Melania Trump's NFT auction isn't going according to plan. So, she had an auction for the NFT. And um, she's been trying to reinvent herself as a crypto entrepreneur. And she most recently offered up a hat she wore during a state visit with the French president, a watercolor of her wearing the hat, and an accompanying NFT as a quote-unquote head of state package on her new platform. So, but the problem is, right, that cryptocurrency has crashed since... Um, she offered this. So explain that. What All happened? Right. All right. So remember we were just talking about Ethereum? Yes. So Melania or her advisors, for whatever reason, whoever's close to her and giving her advice, they said, you know, make an NFT and cash in on this. Right. Right? That's not a bad idea. Sure. The thing is they picked yet another coin. So uh-huh. we've talked about Bitcoin and Ethereum. They picked Solana. 
Uh-huh. Okay. Solana is another currency. Okay. I would put it like it's in the top, I don't know, 25 in the world. Maybe you could argue it's even higher. Okay. So it's not unknown, but to the casual person watching like, you know, the news about Bitcoin, you don't hear about Solana. Right. Right. That's probably the first time you've even heard yeah, of it. Yeah, I have not heard of it. So I don't know why. I'm not going to speculate, but they chose Solana as the coin that they were going to accept payment in. Uh-huh. Like you hear a lot of things about, like I do, cause I'm a, a total nerd. So I hear about like Elon is pumping Dogecoin sure. and all this, right? Well, for whatever reason, they chose Solana. Mm-hmm. And you know, like in a bid for art, you would normally have like a minimum bid price. Right. And you would set it at like, let's say it's crazy. It's a hundred thousand dollars, right? Right, for well, a piece be- of art. For yeah. a piece of art. Well, that's because you've chosen dollars. Right. And you made your minimum bid a hundred thousand dollars. Well, they chose Solana. And they said it will be like X number of Solana coins. I think it even says in the article what the minimum. 250,000. But that's dollars. I'm talking about coins. Oh. Like there's somewhere well, in there. I don't know. It's somewhere oh. in there. It talks about okay. the minimum number of coins that you had to purchase in Solana. Uh-huh. Here's the problem. Guess what crashed against the dollar in the last three months? What? Almost all crypto. So when they came up with this idea and they were like, we want, you know, 500 Solana coins in their minds, they're like, that's $250,000. Except by the time they did the auction and they got their coins, I don't know how many it was. It was only worth 170. Uh, So, so they hit their, it's weird. Like they hit their minimum bid. Right, right. Because remember their bid was in Solana coins. Uh The problem was Solana coins got kind of cheap over the last three months. Right. So I think the lesson to take away from this was the volatility of crypto in general and with how all crypto with all crypto yeah but also yeah because it wasn't just solana it's not like bitcoin was insulated it also has lost tremendous value and so as ethereum they all have right pretty much right so the lesson though is how they price this auction was on a number of coins uh-huh. and and that's really what you need to do you know it's not like someone says um, you know, I'm going to price this thing not in $100,000, but in like 100,000 units of U.S. It doesn't make any sense. Like you have to uh-huh. choose the currency. Right. And they did. And the problem was the currency lost tremendous value over the last three months. Mm-hmm. So they didn't make as much money as they thought they would. So a lesson to be learned for anyone that's interested in all of this is what? That, it, that the crypto market, which directly ties obviously to NFTs, is just as volatile as like the stock market or oh it's way more volatile than more stock market. Vol- okay. and even less predictable because there's no guidelines there's no regulatory compliance like at least with the stock market like public companies have to file reports they have right. to do it timely okay. who knows what's going on with crypto listen crypto is all about what the market believes it is so like the art market yeah yeah okay. very similar to that yeah. except you can just make more of it. You don't have to be alive. <laughs> right. You know, imagine if like tomorrow we could just mint some new Picasso. Right. We can't do that. It's a finite thing. Mm-hmm. Right. Well, that's not necessarily true in the crypto world. <laughs> right. And, and the thing is, and we're not going to dive into this, like technicalities of this, of course, but there are these things called white papers. And, and you could argue those are the rules in terms of how it's supposed to be. But, but the really true reality is it's worth whatever the market says it is. And, yeah. the, and, the, and they don't have a lot of guidelines and rules that they necessarily have to go by. And that causes volatility in the marketplace. There's a lot of all, all kinds of other things, too, that are going on right now, right? And again, like, we could jump off a deep hole on this. But 
crypto in general is so young as a means of exchanging value between two persons that it's basically subject to some volatility that people don't think about mm. right so like mm -hmm. there there are countries that are effectively third world countries who are responsible for more of the processing power and computational and um, blockchain basically like they're actually recording the blockchain more than other countries are uh -huh. and right now there's a lot of like russia and ukraine destabilization going on in eastern europe and that's actually causing a lot of this volatility oh. yeah so like no one here and thinking about why is crypto crashing is like oh well maybe it's because there's a lot of volatility in the balkans like right that's how young this is that like stuff like that is happening and people don't understand the impact that that can have on the value of a cryptocurrency right but then and so that's interesting because when we talked to Skip, he was talking about the ways that it's more secure than anything else. The actual transaction itself okay. is where that's true, Got it. right? Because you can't fake it. Like when something gets uh, recorded to the blockchain, the way it works is it's basically done So not the by value, other right, right, but right. the transaction. Yeah, the transaction is super secure. Okay. Like you can't fake it. Uh-huh. And you can't go back later and change it. That's really important. People mm -hmm. don't understand. This is like one of the fundamental, like, people just don't get the value of well, blockchain. Well, I don't get it. Yeah. Yeah, but I mean, like, imagine, like, history books, right? Mm -hmm. Like, what if history books could never be rewritten? Well. That's good and bad, right? Yeah, that's, yeah, deep. Mm. Yeah, we got to yeah. argue either side right Of now. course you could. Yeah. But, the, but the point is, when a transaction occurs... And it's recorded on blockchain, you can't go back and change it. Right. So what did you do and it's recorded cannot be changed. Uh -huh. Even if later you decided maybe you wanted to change history. Too bad. That's what's so valuable about blockchain. Like if you go and, and pay for something using a $20 bill, uh -huh. later you could be like, well, I really paid 10 and who's going to correct you? No one knows. You paid for it with a $20 bill. Nobody can check on it. Nobody check can check on that. Right. Now we can talk about, you know, your debit card or your credit card. If you use those, that's a different transaction and there's a record. But even those electronic records can change. Someone could go on a computer and one person could change a record and change literally what happened. Put a zero right. behind a 20 and sure. suddenly you paid $200. Well, well guess what? You can't do it in blockchain. Okay. Because... Everyone in the ecosystem would all have to agree to lie at the same time. Yeah. That's powerful. It's really cool. And by the way, this ties into why people are buying these things and paying absurd prices. Because they can show and they right. can prove, I own this. Mm -hmm. And nobody can take that away from them. Mm -hmm. it's, to, it's provable by the community. You're like, well, yeah, he does own that. Mm -hmm. And that, that's the maybe the ego playing in. That's why people are paying oh, money yeah. for stuff. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Fascinating. I mean, it's a commodity like any other commodity. Totally a commodity. Like right? a car, a lot of people pay. Yes. $200,000 worth it. How about Jordan shoes? Uh, like, yeah. It's a whole thing right now, right? Exactly. People collecting exactly. Jordan shoes. Yeah, it's the same thing. Same thing. And so what I've, what I've told my friends, like especially artists that are worried about this right now, are getting, you know, some artists are already getting hit up to turn their art into NFTs. And I'm like, look, don't worry about it. If you don't want to, if you don't want to be an NFT artist, it doesn't matter. Keep making your art. People, there will always be a market for real buy, purchase piece of art and hang it on the wall. Totally there true. is a separate market 
and we'll see how this combines later on for a new type of really rare Air Jordans or a Psycho Lamborghini or whatever. And that's the NFT world right now, right? Very, that's, a, that's not bad. You know, yeah. Like, or like somebody that's creating something for that market. It doesn't mean that your good old reliable Toyota needs to be turned into. Sure. Um, hey, look, people. In an FT. People are still collecting horses, even though we have cars. Yes. Right. That's a, you know, I mean, like it's gonna happen. Yeah. It it it, it doesn't mean yeah to all the artists out it's there. It's just a new market. It's yes. not. Re I don't think it's replacing. No, it absolutely isn't replacing. No. no. It's just a new type of infatuation it's a new type of way of thinking about owning something mm -hmm. and it is going towards the digital world because our lives are going to the digital world totally true and there's other appeals to this like it crosses borders right right, right, right. it's de that's the whole decentralized mm -hmm. kind of side of this is it's not reliant on a government it's reliant on the people it's a it's a, a different method of transacting and now there's this proof of concept out there where people can like really um, utilize this in just about any way you can imagine. Right. So I think Skip talked about um, we've only discovered, and I think he even threw out a percentage, you know, 5% or whatever his number yeah. was of the ways we're going to be able to apply this. Right. And the art world. Right. That's for, so true. I don't know why, but the art world has been... It's on the leading edge of this. Like, how often does that happen? I don't know. But, like, this is brand new technology and it's the art world that happens to be involved in well, it so early. you know, because there's always, this is big money, right? And that's, news follows money, and a lot of money has gone into NFTs in the art world. Yeah. So I think that's why, I mean, that's what he, that was his explanation, because I didn't know either. He, he's probably right. He's in it more than I am. I can tell you this, having a tech background myself, like I, I'm way fast. I'm so fascinated with the tech application. Right. And when I first started learning about this almost two years ago in the blockchain world, NFTs really were incredibly like NFTs are really only two years old roughly yeah. today. Right. Um, uh -huh. So two years ago we were talking about blockchain all day long right. and about how it was like had real value to transactions to businesses. And now like almost no one cares. Mm -hmm. Like that's just happening like de facto. And now it's like, it's all about the NFT world. Yeah. Right. So it'll be interesting to see interesting. over the next few months, like what happens. Does the NFT, does it cool off mm -hmm. or does it continue to accelerate because more people find legitimate application for it? Like, I, I don't know. Well, we'll keep doing these sporadically because it is interesting. <laughs> and honestly, People keep asking about it, and so which is cool. I mean, I enjoy talking about it and thinking about it. So, thank you all for listening. And if you didn't catch episode fifteen with Luciano, he laid the well, base. Skip, skip. We're saying skip. Right? Yeah. <laughs> AKA skip. Uh, he laid the groundwork for what an NFT is and explained how they work. So this is just a little bit of a follow-up on a couple of headlines, and yeah, we should, we'll just keep doing them sometimes. Keep watching the headlines. Yeah, it's interesting. All right, well, thanks, Chris. You bet. Anytime. <laughs>